Welcome to Brand With On Demand, your guide to rebooting radio, supported by Real World at reelworld.com and TrafficCast, broadcast media, social media, and advanced traffic data for commuters. The Traffic Karma mobile app is launching soon. Market exclusive broadcast partnerships available. For details, please email info at trafficcast.com. That's info at trafficcast.com. Brand With On Demand, rebooting radio with a different take on all radio can be. I heard somebody who sounds like you on the radio say, in L.A. you got to win. Right. Well, that's an iffy proposition. <laughs> we'll stop the media push with radio. I have radio. Or- he goes on the radio and he actually explained exactly what he was doing. He, uh- Every room when I'm throughout the house, even when I'm showering. <laughs> I don't know. It's always been a part of me ever since I've been little. Now your guides through the media morphosis. Noted communications second-generation broadcaster and media strategist David Martin and author of the book Brandwith, media branding coach Kipper McGee. Welcome to Brandwith On Demand. And today we'll be talking about earning the attention of your next boss or getting along better with your current boss, Kipper. And what better use for Brandwith than communicating the unique benefits of your personal brand using all manner of bandwidth to reach employers, current and future. Let them know what you got. No sitting down on your butt. The world don't owe you. No sitting down in a rut. I want to show you. Today, our guest is one of the best and brightest leaders in radio, known as a great teacher and a gifted creative collaborator. He's built both winning teams and winning brands he's built from scratch. He is Brian Kelly, Vice President of Operations at Intercom Milwaukee. Thanks for having me on. Our pleasure, Brian. Hey, when did you know that radio was in your blood and that this was going to be your life's work? Well, Kipper, I don't know if you knew this, but I grew up on a a small farm just outside of Portage, Wisconsin. It was that magical AM era know where you could pick up stations from all over the country at night but the two that i always punched back and forth on was the big 89 wls and the mighty 92 wokey right here in milwaukee and i knew all the personalities larry lujak john records landecker on wls and Bob Collins and Bob Barry on WOKY. Those were my my two favorite stations for a long, long time. And I rarely went anywhere else except for Wisdom 1480 in Madison to hear the great Jonathan Little and Charlie Rock and Roll Simon. I like those guys too. But LS and OKY, they were my presets, one and two. So when it was career day in sixth grade, we had to write a paper on what we wanted to do when we grew up. And I wrote down, someday I'm going to work at WLS And I'm going to get there by getting my first job at WPDR, which was our local station there in Portage, and then moved to WNNO in Wisconsin Dells, which seemed like a much bigger market at the time. It just sounded bigger, I guess, you know. Uh, So I said it was Wisconsin Dells, Madison, Milwaukee, and then WLS in Chicago, which is exactly what I did. And it was at that point at age 23 starting work at WLS in Chicago, and I truly realized the power of writing things down, and I've been doing that ever since. You mentioned working with some great influential mentors along the way, the legendary Scott Shannon and, of course, Rick Lippincott come to mind. What's one piece of advice that they shared that you'd like to pass along? Well, you know, the one thing that I, I've learned from a, a lot of the, the great guys that I've worked for, and I've worked for a lot of great guys, is that you really have to keep a cool head when it comes to your staff and not to be rude to people. You know, you treat them with 
a lot of respect and they will bulldoze their way through walls for you. And the flip side of that, Brian, you've, we, we've all worked for some not good bosses as well, without naming any names unless you want to. Sure. What, what made those guys or gals weak and how did you deal with it? The first thing that comes to mind for me is insecurity, not sharing all the information. Why are we doing this? And a lot of times, too, not, not respecting people's time. You know, you have a promotion all set, promos cut, digital assets up, etc. the day before the promotion. And that's when the PD comes to you and says, yeah, we're going to change the name of the promotion. Basically, they have your entire staff go on alert. To change everything, you know, double check everything. I mean, those traits, and it happens more than you would think. And those traits really make an environment, you know, so unnecessary, uh, unnecessarily stressful. And how do you deal with it, Brian? You really had no choice if you wanted to keep your job. I mean, it was times like that, though, when, you know, you sharpened up the old resume and said, all right, this guy, I- I'm not working for this guy. You guys all know it. It comes down to, you know, who you work for and what kind of relationship you have and um you know forget about you know the companies and market size and all that it's who you work for and and who you work with so how i would deal with it is i would start looking for the next step you got to get out of a toxic environment yep on the other side of the coin your stations seem to be crushing it what do the winning stations have in common i would have to say kipper that the more people that you have on your staff that are passionate about radio and their stations, the more success you're going to have. I'm in constant contact with our staff, ideas, things going around in the market, um, you know, things happening around the city. And not that we, not that we, we don't have lives over the weekend. We do. But if we hear somebody say, Hey, I just heard, you know, such and such a radio station with a big announcement it's at seven. Is there anything we can, you know, we could do to counter it? Is there something else we, we should do? It's that kind of passion and um, just being a student of the market. And the more people you have like that that are on your team, the better off you are and the more successful you're going to be. Good stuff from Team Kelly. Looking at it from the advantage of someone trying to advance their career, anything we didn't ask that you'd like to share? I think you made a great point, Brian, that you might want to speak to, and that is you had a plan. Not only did you have a plan, but you came to understand and know those markets and those stations where you wanted to work. And yeah. doesn't, it make, doesn't it make a big difference to you when you're talking to somebody that they already know about the situation that you're talking to them about? Yes. Don't wait for them to tell you about the situation at hand. Go in there knowing the market. You know, do your homework for, for God's sakes. It's easier to do now than ever before. You can stream any market. Back then when we didn't have streams, we'd have to either drive or fly to the market in order to, you know, learn about what the other radio stations were doing and what the competitive landscape was like. You don't have to do that anymore. All you have to do is get on your computer and start listening. It's awesome. Our thanks to Brian Kelly. That was great. Hey, if you like what you're hearing, please rate us in the iTunes store. It helps others discover brand width on demand. 
And of course, your questions and comments are most welcome. You can email show at brandwithondemand.com or sound off 802-489-7739 or 802-489-SPEW if you're doing budgets for the 18th time. Next up, more with Brian Kelly. We'll be talking about the one thing he knows now that he wishes he'd known back then. Listen today. Leave tomorrow. Brandwick On Demand. Replay Radio will schedule and record any streaming radio station or show automatically. And the integrated media guide makes it easy to add a station or show with a single click. Try Replay Radio free by clicking their ad at brandwidthondemand.com. The stuff we know now, we wish we'd known then. Brandwick On Demand. They our good fortune today to have brian kelly with us he's vice president of programming for intercom and brian what's one thing you know now you wish you'd known back then i think i would have more hair and less gray if i would have learned back then that you can't always sweat every single detail. It's nice that you look at everything and try and get the big picture done and all that jazz. I really wish I would have spent more time and energy working on the bigger things than looking for smaller things that really, at the end of the day, probably didn't move the ratings. And I also think that one of the things now that I know that I should have known then is to also, when I'm teaching people things, is to try as best I can to go back when I was that age and had maybe the same amount of experience and go, okay, they handled that fine. I can still tell them after the fact how to do it better, but there is no way I can take somebody that learned to schedule music six weeks ago and expect them to know how to program music for 30 plus years, which is what I've been doing. There's no way. So you have to have a little bit of patience when it comes to dealing with with young people. You've got to let people be themselves. So, Brian, all of us have worked at a lot of those same stations. I mean, Dave was at the legendary Fire CFL. You're both at 102, now Mix, in Chicago. I did Walkie, and we both did LS. What was it like for you? When I was at WLS at age 23, it was such a surreal moment for me to be buzzed through those doors and work with the same people that I was listening to when I was a kid. I mean, when I got there, Blue Jack was still there, Landecker was still mm-hmm. there, Stephen Gary, all these guys. I didn't know how to apply for those jobs. I have several rejection letters from WLS when I applied when I was like 18, 19 years old because I just... I knew that was the goal. I went after it at a very young age and just thought, well, this is the right track to go. This is the plan. You know, go for it. Now, as far as as maybe going from like a a program director to maybe a, you know, a VP of programming or a regional programmer, stuff like that. I would say, why do these people have these jobs and, and I don't? And basically, it's because you haven't applied for them. You haven't asked for them. You bring up some great points, which leads to one last question. What does it take to get your attention, whether applying for an on-air shift, programming, or other? I think one of the best things you can do is find somebody in your circle 
that knows me, that can contact me on your behalf. But if that is not possible, the way to really do it is to, all you got to do is um, send me an air check, follow it up with a quick phone call. You know, I don't mind phone calls um, and just say, hey, I just sent you something. You wouldn't mind listening to it. I really try my best to get back to applicants because I was treated that way when I was going through the ranks and I'm really trying to pay it forward as far as that goes. Uh, Kipper, I, I got one for you. And that is you should contact people when they're not looking for people. Now, it's really tough to break through the noise when Brian's got a job posted and a hundred people are getting a hold of him or 200 people are getting a hold of him. When things settle down, sending along a great piece of audio or following Brian's advice and getting in touch and raising your hand, you know, volunteering to be on the team. Hey man, I love your station. I would love to be on your team. Make an impression when they're not looking for somebody. Uh, apply for the job not yet posted. And now, David, that you said that, let me go one step further. Save a little money, go to a convention and get yourself in front of as many PDs and introduce yourself. It still happens. You know, way back when it was, you know, you had a bag of tapes with you then it became cds now i actually have people coming up to me and giving me thumb drives and saying hey here's where i'm at here you know please listen when you have a chance especially after the convention's over you have some downtime you have some downtime going back to the airport or whatever there's a good chance you might reach into you know your pocket grab that thumb drive somebody gave you plug it in and give it a listen. Plus, if you had a really good impression when you came up and met the program director, boy, I tell you, that really goes a long way. And I've hired several people from conventions. Oh, I have two. Me three. That's great advice from one of radio's best and brightest, Brian Kelly. Hey, the extended play of this interview, including items trimmed for time, and the show notes are at brandwithondemand.com. And a special thank you and welcome to 1604 Productions and Catherine Kelly Murphy for handling the executive producer duties. Coming up next time on Brand With On Demand, it's the world-famous Dave Ryan. Wow, that's going to be fun. That's a wrap, Kipper. Hey, here's something to think about. When thinking about your objectives, your goals, keep in mind where you're at today and then where the goal is and focus on the gap. You'll get there quicker. That's it. I'm Dave Martin. I'm Kipper McGee. And may all your brand with be wide. or redistribution of brand with on demand without the express written consent of the producers is greatly appreciated. While you're at it, if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe and rate us in the iTunes store or wherever you get your podcast. Your feedback helps others discover brand with on demand. Not your average quarter hour.